Welcome to PD Insider, the podcast edition. In each episode, we bring you conversations with experts in the law firm professional development community so that you can stay current on industry trends, topics, and innovations. In this episode, PLI's Craig Miller speaks with Sandra Bang of Sherman and Sterling, who returns to PD Insider for the second installment in her two-part interview. Sandra shares her expert insights on working with firm leadership to ensure executive buy-in for professional development initiatives. Welcome back, Sandra. We're pleased to have you join us again. Thanks, it's great to be here again. You work in a complex organization, a global law firm. How does the PD team garner the support and the influence it needs to attain its objectives and to support the firm? We show our value. We show how we impact the business in terms of developing the talent and also in terms of helping the partners and other leaders at the firm do their job being mentors, being sponsors, being team leaders themselves. And so a lot of our influence comes from explicitly talking about and sharing what it is that we do that impacts, again, the business bottom line. Also how we influence through the different trainings we offer, through the coaching, through the conversations, for example, um, how that influences the development and retention and advancement of each talent person at the firm, whether they're lawyers or on the business services side. So there are many things that you do in terms of uh, the people within Sherman and Sterling. But you know, I'd like to understand a little bit about what PD can do with external clients and what form does client collaboration take and what's required to make that successful? Sure. I think that there are many opportunities for PD professionals, DNI, diversity and inclusion professionals, recruitment professionals, anyone really involved in talent to work more closely with clients and work very collaboratively to achieve goals on both sides, meaning both for the firm as well as with clients. So it's something that I've really enjoyed um, having more involvement with uh, the past year or so now. In the diversity and inclusion space, we will often have subject matter experts go on site to our clients' environment so that we are sharing our programs and teachings with them. We often have, for example, partners who are also part of Sherman's faculty that will go to our external clients. And whether it's for CLE credit or not, they are also teaching and sharing what their expertise is with the clients themselves. Um, I've been involved in those types of opportunities and we're talking more and more about the value that we can bring to clients by doing that together. Um, In addition to that, there are other things outside of just training proper. So we often have the opportunity to participate on panels. And there's a couple of upcoming panels where we as a firm can invite our clients to come and not just talk about something that is legal, but it could be something in the well-being space. It could be something in the professional development space or the diversity and inclusion space. And so to be able to leverage and share that expertise with even those outside of your law firm I mean, that's tremendous. And you can track as well the results from that, the number of touch points. So I know, Craig, for example, you've talked to a lot of my colleagues about how how do you create metrics? 
How do you show that there has been effective change? And I completely agree that this is a very difficult thing to do. How do you measure engagement? There are ways to do it, but how do you show, because you know that what you are doing and providing impacts the bottom line? Well, one example is by tracking the number and type of client collaborations you're, you're having, and maybe it brings in more business, maybe it brings in different matters, additional touch points to again strengthen the law firm and client, external client relationship. And let's face it, that's what it's really all about. And those are things that you can explicitly measure and then show to really demonstrate this is the value that we're bringing and it does turn into dollars. Well, that's terrific. And I think that's really helpful to the PD community to understand that there are metrics and there are tangible results that can be tied to their efforts. I think, I think we can all use that kind, of, uh, uh, th that kind of discipline when we talk about the work that we do. Uh, in your experience, though, would you say that uh, clients wish to be represented by law firms that share their values and that can demonstrate that they share those values? I think they do. Um, I think that business development and so many other things really comes down to, do I enjoy working with this person? Can I use their expertise? Do we have some commonality? They want to know, I think, more than what they can pick up from the website. And if you can influence their business in a positive way, and if you can help them retain more diverse talent, for example, or think more innovatively in the technology space or in the learning space, in the leadership development space, I think that clients are also looking for that. And if you share that common value of we treasure our talent and we want to invest in it, then that is something that they will want your input on. And that is about being a trusted advisor in a diverse you know, in many different ways. That matters, that does overall impact the number of times that the client might come to you to ask for your input on other things and not just the bottom line in the business. So you really do touch on a subject that I think is important in everybody's sort of daily work life existence, which is how to navigate the complex matrix that is a large law firm. So can you think of other examples of, of how you work across these different uh, potentially siloed organizations within the firm? Sure. Sherman is a very large global elite law firm with different departments placed in different offices. And so you do have to think very carefully about how you can work together, um, especially if you need their function, their expertise, uh, their support to execute on something that you are trying to do. How do you do that? It is through relationships. You have to actually get to know these departments. Who's in it? What do they do? What's their role in the success of the law firm as a business? You work together and help one another so that you are, as a firm, going to put your best foot and product forward. And if everyone's aligned and clear about what that business goal is and the role that each department has to play and be very open about what's needed to do that work, Magic happens, people do it. And um, it, it's a great thing when you get to be a part of a team that does that. So providing value for each other and aligning to the business interests of the firm and advancing that so that the firm can be successful and everybody can participate in that success. 
Uh, yes, that, exactly. That's a great story. Let's talk a little bit more about diversity and inclusion and, uh, and how you tie those types of initiatives to the firm's business objectives. Sure. Well, I think that, I was gonna say I think it's obvious, but maybe it's not so obvious. Uh, there have been several studies to show that by having more diversity on the team, and in particular leadership, it impacts the bottom line. Studies are out there. And so there is a clear business case on how having more diverse talent, again, especially in leadership, really will impact your bottom financial line. It's being able to show that data. It's being able to articulate the business agreement, the business um, objective strategy, if you will. So one of the things that we've been working very hard on is not relying on gut feel about why it is that we're rolling out certain programs or initiatives, but rather what we call um, with our subject matter experts an inclusion diagnostic, using a diagnostic to get feedback from our entire population about their experience when it comes to diversity and inclusion. That's the data upon which we can derive recommendations, figure out which programs and initiatives we're gonna roll out, figure out as well, how are we gonna track and measure this so that we can identify where are the areas where we can actually move the needle and have effective positive change, and also to figure out what's not working. Sometimes you have to try things to figure out what doesn't work in order to ultimately figure out what does work. Align that all with the business strategy, and again, having diverse talent is a part of Sherman and Sterling's business strategy, and also work collaboratively with clients so that overall as an industry and as being a part of the business community, you are driving diversity and inclusion goals forward for everyone, and that's to the benefit of everyone. So it really has to be part of the overall firm strategy in order to be successful. Uh, you also touched on leadership and leadership development. Can you talk about the role that that plays at Sherman and how you use that uh, to differentiate yourselves in the market? So about seven years ago, we took a look at our programs overall and specifically thought about what can we do when it comes to leadership training. And we decided that we would take a very intentional approach in the sense that instead of taking some of our associates and having them go to a different institution and learn about leadership and uh, leadership development skills, instead to create something more bespoke, if you will, to put the leadership development in the context of Sherman and Sterling, use our partners as part of the faculty that will teach and roll out the leadership development curriculum. And so we develop that program, we hold this event offsite, clients are involved in the sense that the participants receive direct feedback from clients about how they're doing, and the participants also understand what does partnership track look like and what do I need to do if that's something that I really want to work and strive towards. And so the leadership development program has essentially signaled to not just our internal audience but also the external one that leadership matters. And it is something that we want to cultivate, not when it's too late, but really from you know, the earlier stages so that you have a bank from you know which you can draw and it helps into your succession planning. 
Um, our clients have also been interested and have asked us about our leadership development program. And so that's another touch point that we've been able to have with external clients, you know, sharing with them what's worked for us, talking to them about, you know, what what we can do to help them develop or perhaps enhance their own leadership development programs. And so it's really helped with individual people within the firm, but also overall it's impacted the business. We see, uh, if I dare say, we see more robust uh, candidates and more than anything, people appreciate the opportunity to take the time to think about their own leadership development and what they need to do to close the gap, if any. That's, that must be very helpful to them because it's not something that's part of the law school curriculum. It's not something that one would necessarily have time for while they're studying for the bar exam or sure. while they're going through their initial uh, years at, the, at a major law firm uh, to think about developing their leadership skills. So you really have to build that in to the curriculum for the, at their, during their time at the firm in order to make that happen. Uh, and you keep coming back to relationships and touch points, and those seem to be the key things in order to have impact, for PD to have an effect and to have impact within the firm. I think so many things come down to you know, the strength of the relationship, whether it's on the business development side, whether it's on um, effective team management, whether it's about leveraging different departments or resources across your organization. It really comes down to what kind of relationship do you have with people? Are you making the time to invest in those relationships? Um, and you need touch points. Um, relationships just don't happen on their own. Uh, it's not always easy, but I think that the benefits of cultivating relationships, they, they clearly outweigh the, uh, the trouble or, or the investment required up front. Great point. Uh, Sandra, anything you'd like to say about the, the future of professional development, uh, in, either in the near term or on a longer time horizon? Uh, that's a great question. I think technology is going to have a big role to play and it'll be interesting to see how AI and other uh, technological databases can be diversified because it's, it's recognized now that it may not be as diverse, the database upon which AI and other technologies um, are being created. But I do think that technology will help create certain systems to combat, for example, bias, um, to help make objective things that are more subjective. So I do think that it's going to create more change in the future uh, for the legal industry as a whole. I think we are gonna see more collaboration, which is exciting. I think that uh, particularly for different players in the legal industry, people are gonna to want to talk more about what works and what doesn't work in terms of learning, in terms of retaining and competing for talent, in terms of diversity and inclusion. You know, what can we do to move the needle in a positive way faster? We have to do that because otherwise, if we left it to chance, it'll take much too long. So I think collaboration is also something that we're gonna see more of. Uh, and maybe lastly, I would say well-being, well-being and mindfulness. It is a bit of a marathon. And whether you're trying to manage a team or create another 150 years plus of an institution, you have to think about resilience and how to keep that going. It is about sustainability. And um, you know, we have to think of more healthy ways to do that, not just for ourselves, but also for every member of our team and the business as a whole. 
those are really key points, and I think uh, something that everybody who views this will know is a part of their future uh, as they drive through their careers in professional development. So I want to thank you for that, and uh, I'd like to thank my guest, Sandra Bang, Chief Diversity and Talent Strategy Officer at Sherman & Sterling, for sharing her insights. We look forward to you joining us for another edition of PLI's PD Insider. This is Craig Miller of the Practicing Law Institute. Thank you.